I want people to realize that investing is can be more than than a return on your investment dollar wise. There's a return on your investment in the world and how that can make a whole difference in, in a much bigger way than your bottom line. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, Triple A Adams, and I cannot wait. Today I'm with Felicia Fro, and we're going to get into some really cool stuff. So let me share with you her bio. Dr. Felicia Fro, MD, is the owner of Money With Mission, and it's an investment company that focuses on empowering professional women, I love that, to build wealth and achieve financial freedom through social impact investing. So we will talk a teeny bit about that social impact investing, what she's doing, uh, Felicia, Felicia, I always say it wrong and I'm so sorry. Felicia, as a real estate syndicator, Felicia has partnered with like-minded investors and has raised money for several social impact projects, including a residential assisted living home in Kansas City, Missouri. They focus on providing elderly residents who are experiencing memory problems with more personalized care. With her partners at Eco Alliance Group, she is providing healthy food to food desert areas with indoor vertical farm and grocery stores. I am curious what a food, food desert is, if you wouldn't mind sharing that with us before I finish your bio. Absolutely. A food desert is an area of a town or city where there is lack of access to fresh food. The stuff when we go in the grocery store and we see all the produce that food deserts don't have that and they may actually not even have a grocery store but shop at a quick trip and there's not really a particular distance it's related to a lot of the demographic but at least within a mile to two miles that is not healthy food is not accessible to those residents got it thank you and it's awesome what you're doing in addition to real estate investing dr fro is licensed urological surgeon with over 20 years of experience and she's written many best-selling books as well uh, including How to Create Wealth That Outlives You. Uh, plus, she's an advocate for sharing the great work others are doing for their community throughout her podcast called Money with Mission Radio. So with that said, I'm excited to have you, Felicia. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And I apologize for all the disruptions. I've got a new dog and she is um, not used to me being at home as much as I am. <laughs> no, that's don't don't apologize. No, we, we don't we don't need that. Um, we're we're excited to have you, and a, a couple of dog barks are not going to do anything to the listener. I, in fact, I think some of them will just like you more because they're dog people. You're a dog person. I think it'll help. Um, so I, I, let me just say this: on I'm I'm actually going to put this on two different shows. I'm going to put this on my Creative Real Estate podcast because what you're doing is super creative. You're really jumping out mm-hmm. there. You're getting things done. And I'm also going to put it on the apartment investing show. Now I think it's important to note that you're doing other things besides just apartment investing. I mean you you are uh, you're a urologist as well. You're a surgeon. You additionally you've got your own podcast. You've got your own books that you, you're written and you're in you're a, a, a bestseller but additionally you have assisted living and now some of the people on, on the 
on the apartment investing show might say to themselves, they might say, well, why is she on the show? I, I came here because I wanted to know how to be a better apartment investor. Well, no matter what type of real estate you're doing, you need to raise more money. You need to be able to attract more passive capital. And so part of Felicia's story that we're going to get into today is how she creates a brand, okay? Something that you need to do. She's building this brand around money with a mission. She's building this brand about being having social impact. And as she does this and she gets in front of people and she talks about what she's doing, people say to her, I want to invest with you. I want to put my money with someone that believes the things that I believe, that has dogs, that loves dogs, that, that believes you know, money with a mission, um, that believes in social impact. And it's benefited her to be able to raise massive amounts of capital just by having that story. And so I want to, I want to extract that from her so that regardless if you're listening to this on the Creative Real Estate Podcast, of course you're going to get value. But for those of you who are listening to this on the apartment investing show and you're saying, why are we talking about something besides multifamily units? Well, we are talking about something that will directly impact you and the success that you're going to have because we're going to be talking about how to, how to build that brand, how to build that story. Felicia is an expert at it. She's done really, really well with it. So Felicia, why don't you tell me how you got started? I mean, you, you, you were a doctor. I mean, still are actually practicing today, yep. 20 years in, in fact. But there was some change where you, you decided to add something. You add, decided to add being on a mission, helping in, empower other women to achieve financial freedom through social impact. So what was the date and time and location of that? And kind of what was really going through your heart in order to, to move into this uh, passive income? I wish there was a date and a time in that, but it's been a it's been a really been a process for me. Money with mission has been in me for a very long time, and it's just now coming out. Um, I started real estate investing back in two thousand and four, actually. And I, when you say urology, I just stopped counting at twenty years. It's been longer than that. I just like enough. That's long enough to people are impressed with that twenty years. So, two thousand four, I started real estate investing after a friend of mine who I was doing, working with, I hadn't even really thought, thought about real estate investing at that time, um, but we were doing a medical practice together and she was actually an insurance, she owned an insurance business and not, it was her own that she built for truckers, handed me the purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I read that and I had been, you know, go to school, get a job, get a good job, get a good pay, you know, that was my life. And I read that I'm like, boom, the lights went on. We bought single family houses at first after a lot of encouragement for some, from some other women who were doing it already and actually built that uh, up to 18 portfolio in a couple of years really fast. When we found out we didn't know what we were doing in 2008, we lost all of that. And it, for me, it was learning that, okay, so I didn't know what I didn't know and let's get going again made some changes and now have gotten, to, started back into single family family. And those things just weren't driving me. Learned about uh, the assisted living space where that really felt like that was something that I could do because it felt like um, it was going to have a purpose. 
um, then met the people with Eco Alliance and the food deserts and growing food. And that just, just really catapulted me into Money with Mission and the social impact side of investing, knowing that I can help people have their impact plus get a financial return on their investment. Awesome. Awesome. How much capital have you raised so far? I know you said you got started in real estate in 2004. How much capital have you raised? Yeah, so that was all. Yeah, it's been a lot out of my own pocket. Uh, in the mm. we've in the past three years, um, five hundred fifty thousand. So we're not we're we're growing slowly. Started out, mm. my first project was the assisted living, and raised three hundred with that. Recently, two hundred more with the <clears throat> indoor controlled farms. Looking now at institutional investing with the social impact. Looking at public-private relationships, um, and just learning a ton more about those kinds of things and how those can really improve the bottom line for any investor once you have those kinds of investors Wonderful. coming in. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this question, and it comes around the listener who's, who's hearing what you're saying and you've got social impact, you're, you want to empower women. Um, all of that is great, and some of us want that and some of us want other things, and some of us don't want anything but money. Some of us really mm-hmm. are, I don't know if selfish is the right word for it, but are, we're mainly focused on ourselves, and mm-hmm. we, we want to get out of the rat race. And we are wondering if the right way to do it is to come up with some mission like this. So my, my question is, for, for the listener who's brand new, what comes first? Is it, is it the mission or the desire to be successful in, the, in this field? And I think it depends on the person. For me, it, was, it started out with real estate investing. I want to be a real estate investor. I wanted to have passive income. I didn't want medicine to be my only stream of income. It was, it was about the money. Mm. And then as you... I'm going to say mature, but I don't, that may not be the correct word for everybody. But as you go along in this, I think most people realize money isn't just money. And it really, it's what money can do for you. That is why you want it. So to have a stack of money in your hand or in your bank account, it feels good, but so what? What have you, what can it do for you or what can it do for somebody else? So that, that's how it's come to me. Um, I had, you know, working as a physician, you can, I, I make plenty of money. I didn't need to do this. It was, it was actually more about having other streams of income. And then as a physician, I realized, so I tried to figure out, and because lots of people have asked me, how does it translate? You're a doctor. How does it translate into real estate investing? And the part of medicine that really drives me is helping people understand something, and that's, that's what translates into real estate for me. And it's, um, there are more personal responsibility in real estate. A lot of medicine, people don't feel responsible. They, they want you to do whatever it is to fix them and not be responsible for their own situation. In real estate, I can help people see their, pers- their responsibility in managing their money in achieving the things they want to achieve in the world. Mm. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it depends on the person as to whether you're mission-driven first, money-driven first. It doesn't really matter. I think eventually okay. we all get to where we're supposed to be, bottom line. 
I love that. That's a good quote. It uh, doesn't matter. We're all going to be where we're supposed to be. Um, so let me ask you why you started. Why, why would you write a book? Why would you write another book? Uh, why would you start a podcast? What do these things do overall on a high level mm-hmm. for your mission, for your business? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's about uh, recognition. It's about no like and trust. It's putting yourself out there to as many people as you can get out there for. So it's it is about building the brand. And if you look across the things I've done, you'll see that my brand has changed and evolved over time. It's there's always been helping women, um, improving your wealth, personal responsibility. Um, the money with mission part is is actually relatively new. Like I said, in being born. But book writing, podcasts, newsletters, all those things are about building your brand, um, letting people know who you are, letting people know what you do, getting them to, um, you know, when you're more out in front of people, they get to say, oh, and she looks the same and she acts the same every single time she's doing something. I can trust her. There's integrity there. Those people are more likely to invest with you than somebody who you go to on LinkedIn and, you know, say, hey, I have this project. Yeah, that is so true. That's so true. What would you suggest to the listener who is thinking about growing a brand, starting a mission, or just making money in the real estate investing industry, whether it is with single family, multifamily, assisted living, or other? Mm -hmm. uh, What advice would you have, maybe steps that you took, mistakes that you may have made and how you would do it differently if you, um, if you wanted to help them go from zero to hero? Okay. So the mistakes to me that I've made are talking to people that are not supportive. Um, there are so many people that will tell you why you can't do what you think you could do. Um, and they can really crush your dreams. So number one, be, get your supportive network and only tell those people what you're trying to do until you've got your foundation really well under you. Otherwise it's, it can just really beat you down. I tend, I'm a more, people don't believe this introverted person. I don't want to be out on social media. I don't want people to know what's going on in my life. It's not their business to me until somebody says, well, yeah, it is because you're trying to build a brand. So you want, you want to show who you are and you want to be consistent in that person. Um, Some of my mentors are like, and everybody knows what's on the internet's on the internet forever. So be careful what you're, what you are exposing on the internet from the beginning. I have two um, millennial children who, who live that they know that it's there forever. So they are very careful about what they have on in their social media and what they're showing to people because they too realize they're building a brand. It's very interesting. I'm very proud of them. First of all, that they got that at the ages that they are. So those are the big, I mean, you have, you do have to show yourself, show who you are, be, be, have integrity about who you are. And that's not saying, you know, I, I have a good time. I, I'd like to have a good time. I hang out with my friends. I walk my dogs. I do all those kinds of things. And those are, those are a part of me. I don't, I don't lie. I don't cheat. I don't take money that I don't deserve. Um, and those have to be a part of who you are and who you're, what you're showing to your potential investors, your potential partners, um, people that, are, that you're going to work with your vendors. All of those people need to see that from you. That is so true. 
I, I, I can see that. And I can see that in you. And I think it's great that your kids were able to learn it so quickly. Uh, I have kids myself and they're getting into their teenage years and, and um, it is tough. It is tough because especially when you're, you know, growing up, you just never, we're always learning. We're always learning. We're getting more mature. Yep. Even when we're in our forties and fifties, we're still getting more mature each, each day. Um, we're still learning. We still make mistakes. And I, I think that's remarkable yep. what, uh, what your kids have done. So um, I'm going, I'm going through some of what you've shared and it's advice that's going to somebody who's maybe going to start their own brand, maybe write a book or, or what they're going to say on social media or if they're going to start a podcast. And my biggest takeaways from what you said is number one, you are an introvert. And I think that's important because there's a lot of people that say they won't do it. They can't do it. They shouldn't do it. They would be bad at doing it even mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they're so introverted because I'm, I'm just, uh, I just don't love going out in front of everybody. I don't love sharing my whole live stream. I don't want to open up my camo, let you see behind the curtains. It's, this is my my life, this is my private life. I'm not invading yours. Why do I need to start sharing all of this stuff? So you had that feeling, you had that thought, but you still overcame it. You still said, but I'm imperd- I'm, I'm introverted, but it's important. I'm introverted, but I should do this. But this is going to be good for my brand. This is going to be good for my future. This is going to be good for my money. This is going to be good for my cause. This is going to be good for my future. And the takeaways that I have, once you decided that even though you're introverted, you can write a book, you can start out your own podcast, is that you really need to show other people who you are. You've got to show yourself, your true self. I think that's so important. And I I have this short story that reminds that literally shows this point even uh to to an nth degree my sweetheart um was she was starting to roll her eyes at what i would put on my social media and this is this is a true story she was starting to just be like i'm not even going to follow you my friends aren't following you anymore and i'm like but why i'm adding so much value to the real estate community and she's like, you're a one trick pony. All you talk about is that one thing. You don't, you're not letting anyone know who you are. And I'm more introverted than anybody would believe. I am more sheltered and guarded and careful than anyone would believe. Like, I don't know if I'm, I'm fully introverted, but I would definitely say that when it comes to building new relationships, I don't trust new people easily and I don't want to shed everything. And so it, it was like, I felt like it was the one thing I could talk about was just real estate. It was the one thing that, that I, there was no controversy. I couldn't talk about religion. I couldn't talk about politics without dividing people, but I could talk yeah. about, uh, I could talk about real estate and just be helping people. And it made me feel good. And she, she said, but, but it, it's because you seem like you don't have a well-rounded life. And so I started to say, well, what should I say? What should I put on there? She goes, when you go on a date with me, 
let's let's post pictures let's post what we liked what we didn't like let's post where we went when uh when you buy a new car why don't you share it with the world hey i got this new car when you go on a mountain bike ride and you loved it or if you fell if you or if you made a mistake in real estate share all of these things yeah. talk about your kids and i and i thought it i thought about that and i was like okay i'll i'll tell people who i am but it was hard yes it was really really hard so i i was like i guess i'll just show people the real me and that was when it all changed. I, I already had a podcast. I already was on social media all the time. But it was when I allowed myself to be myself. Mm-hmm. As you said, show yourself mm-hmm. who you truly are. When I finally allowed that, that made an impact. It, that like reached into the heartstrings. Just like we were talking about with your dog, Felicia. You're yeah. like, I'm sorry about my dog. I say, don't worry about it. That's you. That shows people who you really are. And I think that's what I want the listener to to get from the from this episode is just a new way of thinking about building their brand a new way of just opening up their idea to even wanting to build a brand uh, so what other uh, advice would you have like if somebody was going to start a podcast for instance what are the what are the steps toward having a good podcast that people listen to in your mind what would they have to do so I'm going to back up to the sharing yourself. It is not an easy thing to do at all. And I'm still not very good at it. Like I got my new dog. It's like nobody's seen pictures of my dog because of my kids. And, you know, these are things that they're not easy to do. And you don't, I don't even think about them all the time until my, I call my implementer, my Yolanda, who's my, who works with me, shows me and tells me, it's like, your, your social media is getting, just what your, your sweetheart said, your social media is getting kind of boring. You need to kind of pick it up a little bit. Enough of the quotes put some stuff on there. So that's that. The pod, starting the podcast is a, is a lot more than I thought. If I didn't have Yolanda to help me and doing all the work she's doing in the background, which I don't even understand and know all the things she's doing in the background until she comes out and says, okay, so now you're on this, this, this. Actually, my full job in this is to find people to interview and interview them, give her the stuff so she can do the rest. So I would say get somebody to help you. If you're if you are not that detail person and I'm not a detail person, I'm a visionary and I, I need to, I love to be able to say, this is what I want. And I need to say that to somebody who can say, got it. And this is, these are the steps it's going to take to make that happen. And they have a team behind them to implement all those things of the thing. And I'm was, I think that that person is expensive. I know people are thinking, Oh my gosh, that costs money. I'm not making any money. And it is true. Um, and a good person is expensive. You have to think about as an investment and how am I going to be able to do what I am good at doing by having that person doing the things they're good at doing and taking that off my plate. I, for a very long time, tried to do it all. And I was just couldn't, I couldn't go out and raise money because I was thinking about is what am I going to do when I get this? And then there's this, and then there's that, and there's this. Now I have Yolanda and I'm like, Yolanda, we raised this money. She goes, great. I got it. Then this goes here and this just taken care of. So you need a team. It's a lot of it is you at first and you're a lot like a lot of members on that team, but you need at least one person that's helping direct you, especially if you're more of a visionary kind of person. And to drive that point home, I'm sure Felicia that you've read 
at least one of these three books by by uh, Gina Wickman, um, Traction, and the second one was uh, What the Heck is EOS, and the other one was Rocket Fuel. Have you read any of those? Actually, I haven't. No, I'm why? surprised. I'm I got to write them down. Okay. okay well, <laughs> well uh, I think this is good for you and, and definitely yeah. for the listener because it kind of changed my, my life. Rocket Fuel is the visionary and the implementer together. Mm-hmm. It's It's finding a way to there are some people that would that can implement anything but they're they don't want to get their head in the clouds they almost can't get their head in the clouds and and become a visionary they want someone else to do that crazy visionary stuff so that they can just implement and there's others i think you and i are the same here there's others of us where we're more visionary like the the ideas that they flow and they're fun and they're exciting. And what if we did this or what if we tried this? And sometimes our team can get stressed out with us because we might throw out 15 different ideas in one meeting. And in our head, we expected them to implement one of them because one of them was more of a a directive than an idea, but they didn't know that. (laughs) So uh, anyway, so there, (laughs) I think there's both parts where there's people like you and I that, that, come up with ideas and and new ways of thinking and new directions and what if we tried this and then there's others that want to kind of just make it happen for you and yep. you found your your Yolanda who is your yep. implementer but this these three books by Gino Wickman they they all talk about the VI integration the VI relationship the VI meaning the visionary and the integrator and uh-huh. or the implementer. Yeah. And so I, I think that I thought, oh, you're the way that you're talking right now. You've definitely read these books, but I think, you know, enough, you could have written these books and fell into it would have been it. another one of your. Uh, <laughs> fell into it. It, Love it. And you can feel the rock and feel you feel. I feel once Yolanda and I were on the same page, it just feel like, okay, we're going, this is about to take off for real. Just get ready. Just do the things. And the other thing your implementer will do will keep you from going off. You set your goals. Okay, that that's a good thing that you're talking about, but it's not going to get you towards what you said you wanted to do just when we talked about this last week. So that's a, another good thing she does for me. It keeps me from bringing in too many shiny objects into the nest. Yeah. Uh, my, my implementer in the past, uh, she and my business coach had to get on a call together and they literally had to learn how to talk to me because mm-hmm. if she would ever say something like, Adam, we can't do all of this. I had this thing where I'm like, no, we can. Let's find a way. Let's prove that we can. And so she finally learned that she's got to, in, in order to bridle my, me, she just had to say something to the effect of, Adam, I know that you want to do this and this and this and this which one do you want to do first mm-hmm. or which one's more important or um are or can you tell me the third question that she would ask is can you tell me how we're going to implement that mm-hmm. and that put it all on yeah. me and i and i all of a sudden i'm like well 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 no that's a stupid idea let's just let's just not do it you know and so she learned that she could either ask how are we going to do it all or 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 
which one should we do first? And that kind of solved the problem so that she didn't, it was me telling me no instead of, because if I tell me no, it's, it's a no. If she yeah. tells me no, it's a, it was yeah. like, I'm going to prove that we can do this. So uh, good yeah. stuff. You know, exactly. uh, Felicia, I didn't actually anticipate going into all of this rocket fuel stuff. I didn't really anticipate it, but it's important to the listener who wants to raise money. Because yep. there's things that you can do to raise money. There's things that, that, that you, you need the visionary, and there's other things that you need the integrator. There's yep. some systems, there's some processes that you need the integrator to be a part of, especially if you're raising massive amounts of capital. Some of the deals we close on, we might need to raise $6.2 million, for instance, yep. And, yep. and on one deal. So we've got to figure out, all I want to do is just talk to people, but yep. I need someone to kind of shoot put those uh, systems in place. So may I ask on this VI relationship with you and Yolanda, yeah, I am saying her name, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yolanda. Right. Um, how, what, what things, what parts of the money raising are you taking over and what parts is Yolanda taking over to make so, it happen? Yep. I'm the, I'm just like you. I want to talk to people. I want to understand what they're looking for. I want to understand what they're trying to do. I want to get them into the right deal for them. Once they're, once they are a yes, Yolanda's got the, I'm going to hand you over to Yolanda. She's going to get the paperwork to you. She's going to, you know, follow through and make sure all that gets done. I, I want to move on to the next person and start talking to them. If you have any questions though, about the specific thing, or you're reading something, you don't understand it. You got my phone number, call me. Those, that's where I want to be. But if it's just paperwork, I want somebody else dealing with that and filing it and keeping it. And if, oh, Joe wants to know this, what did his paperwork say? What was that? And they can, we can move on that way. <clears throat> oh, I love that. I love that. I, that, that resonates with me. I was going to try to be a, uh, be a uh, what, what's it called? Uh, an agent, a real estate agent. And I remember uh -huh. it was all those, the paperwork that I was just like, no, no, no. Now they actually have people that do all the paperwork for people and, and it's like a perfect relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, same thing. I yeah. used to, I was a counselor or a, they called them mentors at a uh, place for troubled teens out in Utah. I did that for a mm -hmm. couple of years and a very rewarding job interacting with kids, very rewarding, right? Seeing some kids yes. face light up may, just changes your whole day. But the fact that you had to, we needed to write something about every single child, every single shift, that was like, I, I, I didn't leave because of it, but that was super stressful. I'm like, can't I just say the same as yesterday? Like nothing changed. Can't I just write the same as yesterday? And they're like, no, you've got to write out the, uh, I, I can't, I can't handle this paperwork. Yeah. yeah. And medicine has gotten to be so much more paperwork than in, a, than um, patient care. So it, and you don't get your implementary medicine. You're the everything there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and come up with something different and creative to write would still be true. Yeah, it's all very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we we feel the same pains even <laughs> totally different parts of the uh, economy. But I, yeah. let's just let's talk about this. Um, so so you you mentioned ways of of starting a podcast for someone like you. 
was really reaching out to that partner or some people hire virtual assistants for it. Some people just hire podcasting companies for it. I, I have a podcasting company. We do that for a lot of people. We do all the editing, all the back end, and mm-hmm. it helps people like you who are busy professionals and they don't want to get caught into the day-to-day to, to be able to offload it to someone who, who doesn't mind all of that. Now, I don't do it. It's my virtual assistants that edit all of our podcasts, mm-hmm. promote the podcast, all this kind of stuff, but there's a lot to it. Yeah. And, and a lot of times, you, uh, people that are visionaries, we want to think of the idea and we don't mind recording but all of that other work just slows us down from being able to think of the next thing. And so I thought it was really, uh, I thought it was fantastic the way that you brought that out, that other people are, are going to have that too. And you yourself, you got yourself a Yolanda who, yep. kind, of, who kind of solved that, who kind of does the back end stuff so that you can keep driving forward. Yeah, and she I- probably loves it. She probably loves it. She probably enjoys it a lot. If she doesn't love it, she's not going to do it for very long, but she's very, very good at it for sure. So, but awesome. I, I do think she really likes it. She does. Yeah. She's the virtual assistant. So, you know, on, uh, yeah, maybe on your podcast, <laughs> maybe on I'll your share pod- her. I don't know. Awesome. Awesome. On your podcast. Uh, my question would be, do you, um, do you interview other people or is it just you or is it a hybrid? Do you do some one way and some the other? So far, it's me interviewing other people. I have in my mind that at some point I'm going to do just me having a conversation with me and the listeners. Um, but right now, it's me interviewing people doing things that are making an impact in their in their community. I'm bringing in other and other uh, syndicators, and and it's not even all syndicators now that I think about it, but other business people whose businesses are having an impact in their community and there's a potential for investing in their businesses if they ever chose to do that. So it's, it's just, I want people to realize that investing is, can be more than, than a return on your investment dollar wise. There's a return on your investment in the world and how that can make a whole difference in, in a much bigger way than your bottom line. And please don't get me wrong. We got to have our own money because we've got to be able to feel secure and have that, Maslow's hierarchy needs that bottom level, second level. I'm talking about us trying to get to significance and having it making a difference in the world. Yeah, uh, that's that's beautiful. When um, when starting your podcast, how did you come up with like the <coughs> podcast logo, the intro? How, how did how did you come up with all these things? Well, where did you go for as a resource to get that to be taken care of? It's very interesting. So my podcast story is a, is a fairly long story. Um, well, maybe. Um, I started with a different name. It was called Making a Difference. I started with a different um, person as my implementer, and we just couldn't get on the same page as to how we wanted the whole thing to flow. So I moved to another company called Organized to Scale, who introduced me to Yolanda. And so then the name Money with Mission came out and the whole, I had, the thing was ready to go with branding, with making a difference. And then it just didn't, there was just not the right feeling there. So conversation, conversation, conversation came to Money with Mission. And um, most of that, Yolanda's like, okay, so now we need a new logo. We need a new intro. We need a new outro. And I was like, oh my gosh, really? I mean, I have no idea how this happens. I'm seriously, Yolanda, 
found somebody to do a logo. She said, this is how much it's going to cost to get the logo. And I, I can't remember the name of the company, but somewhere where you, you put it in and they, you get a bunch of competition for a logo. Mm. Um, the intro and outro was, she, she found all those things. We can do it for this, this amount of money. We can do it for this amount of money. We can do this. You know, it was, she brought me things to look at to figure out who do I want to use bottom line. So Mm -hmm. Sorry, I don't have all the details of how that all happened. Well, that's um, good. That's good. <laughs> I think that's beneficial for the listener. Is they're going to they're either going to be more like Yolanda or they're going to be more like Felicia. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's hugely beneficial to to just show that it's it's totally possible to be able to get all of those things without being involved in all those things. And so, without, I think exactly. I think that's powerful. Um, now I'm trying to think where I'd like to, like to take the podcast because I have another uh, show here just starting in a couple of minutes and, um, and I, and I know that I have a, so much more value that I can pull out from you to the listeners because everything that you've shared so far is, is just awesome. Um, so let, let's go here. Let me ask you just a couple of questions. A, why real estate? Why investing? Why investing? Well, why real estate? And then B, um, how do people find your podcast? And C, how do people reach out to you personally, find you and get a hold of you? So uh, let's start with number one or A, um, why investing? Why real estate? Um, real estate, started real estate because real estate was is simple to me, it was like, it's a house, it started with single family. It's a house. You got a tenant in there. They pay you money. You pay the mortgage. That's just simple, a simple transaction to me. And as it grew, it grew and became a little bit more complicated, but it's still basically a simple transaction. Um, so that's why real estate building into syndications, like I can do bigger, faster, help more people was why I got into syndication. You asked me, what else did you ask me? Why real estate? Uh, the podcast and then how do they get a hold of you? So how do they find the oh. podcast and then how do they find you? The podcast is Money With Mission and it's on all the syndicated Apple TV, Spotify, and any of those. Um, Money With Mission, my website is moneywithmission.com and you can email me at felicia with, at moneywithmission.com. All those, awesome. It's all Money With Mission. And what I'll do is, or actually what has already been done to all the, the listeners, what I'll do is I'll make sure that's all in, the, all in the show notes. They can scroll down right now. They can find your website. They can find your email and they can find your podcast um, just with a click of the button. So Felicia, yep. thank you for coming on the show. I, I really appreciate yeah. it. We took this in a, in a couple different directions. I, it was interesting to, to be part of this interview. Um, I never knew where we were going to go because I was always fascinated by everything that you're doing. I got a lot of takeaways. Um, one of the biggest ones is, is that, that thing that I already sh- shared in the beginning. You're introverted, but you knew that it was important. And you, then you knew that once you did it, you needed to show yourself and who you are. The second yeah. big takeaway is that you don't have to do all of this alone. Maybe in the beginning you have to wear more hats, but if you can hurry and get that one person there, you, you said to, you said Yolanda and other implementers might not be cheap. You said they might be expensive. They might cost a lot, 
but it's really an investment and mm-hmm. let's just see what it does to the business. And for you and your business, I, can, I think you can feel how much it's propelling you. And for the listener, I think they want to feel yep. propelled. I think they want to go to the next level. And, and I think understanding that VI relationship, again, those books are from Gino Wickman. Uh, I think they're called Rocket Fuel, What the Heck is EOS, and um, I don't remember the third one, but that's, I said them earlier. You did. And I'm sure that the, uh, my assistant will get them into the show notes. <laughs> Felicia Fro, Dr. Felicia Fro, MD, thank you for coming on the show. I'm going to let you go, but until next time, think outside the box. Thank you so much for listening to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. And if you got value from this episode of the podcast, please take the time to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Give us a written rating and a review. We really, really appreciate it. I'm going to let you go. But until next time, think outside the box.